You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm excited to have with us today a really fun woman. We're going to have a great conversation. Allison Sutter is all about accelerating your mojo. In fact, she wrote the book on it, Accelerate Your Mojo. Seven Simple Steps to Ignite Intuition, Shake Off Fear, and Unleash the Real You. And I'm excited to have her on the show today because we're going to talk about the power of intuition. As you all know, that's one of the foundational superpowers. In fact, it's the foundational superpower here prior to really being able to hone and use and harness uh, any of the other superpowers, whether they be predisposed superpowers or unique superpowers, in a really consistent and effective manner. Um, without that intuitive piece, and you know, you you, you kind of throw powers about, you know, kind of willy nilly, and it's hard to have any consistency. So I'm excited to have Allison on the show to talk with us about the importance of intuition. So in addition to a number of other things, she does digital courses. She works one on one. She's 77 countries. She works with people. Um, she lives in Chicago. Really excited to have this talk with her today. So please join me in welcoming Allison to the show. Welcome, Allison. Thank you. Excited to be here. Very cool. Very cool. We are excited to have you. So we're going to jump right in and ask, what are your superpowers? Well, my superpower is blending this thing we call spirituality or spiritualness, intuitive sense with um, physical understanding, like situations and circumstances that we encounter on a daily basis, um, using this non-physical aspect of us to better understand this physical aspect. So that's literally what I think I've been born to do. Um, didn't discover it until later. However, <laughs> I really feel like it's, it's my superpower. Mm, beautiful. And I, and, I, and I think there's such a big need for that with, um, you know, it's great to talk about es esoteric concepts and theory, but, but a lot of people just want to know, you know, well, okay, but great. How do I do it? Like what, what, what use is it? You know, when I'm when I'm dealing with getting up in the morning and getting the kids ready for school and, and helping with homework and fixing dinner, whatever whatever the case may be, whatever their life looks like. You know, I, I talk to a lot of folks who it, everything's compartmentalized. So it's like the the spiritual conversations over here. You know, it's no different than the you know go to church on Sunday and then you live the rest of your life during the week, but then you're reminded again on Sunday that there's this other thing. Um, so how did you, you know, you said that you didn't discover it till later in life. How did you move into that space where you, uh, realize that you're going to work with people doing that? Well, there was, I was actually working with, uh, being coached by another coach who was extremely into goals and goal setting and, and a lot of the, um, sort of tangibleness of everyday stuff. And I realized like, this isn't working for me because first setting big goals didn't work for me. It caused me to be anxious and I'm like, I can't do this. And so. Um, I realized that that wasn't for me, um, and that blended with an experience I had when I was 20, which my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and it was six weeks from diagnosis to death. It was very quick, um, but in that situation, we were by her side while she drew her last breath, and I saw, not with my physical eyes, but I sort of with my intuitive body knew that there was an energy that we had called mom that was no longer physical. And then, of course, I, I left it. I was only 20. I didn't do much with it. But I remembered it. It was a very um, dynamic experience for me. So I had this experience of knowing that um, 
what people were doing in the typical realm of, you know, trying to produce um, such change in their life, the way it's been um, taught to us, uh, wasn't working for me. I'm like, all right, why don't I take that, which I know isn't working, I'll blend it with this experience that I had. Um, I'll take what I know about education because my, my career has been in education for the most part. I was an elementary school teacher. So I knew that there was some practical way of learning this stuff that wasn't so far flung and esoteric that you're like, what? I, you know, I, I don't get that. So it kind of just started looking into uh, reading lots of different books. I, I read books um, from Jane Roberts. It's called the Seth series. And I would look at um, teachers that went really esoteric and teachers that went really practical. And I'm like, and I took my own knowing and I sort of raised my own vibration. I took myself as my own expert, sort of put this all in a pot and I stirred it together. And I'm like, well, what, what happens with that? And out of that came the Accelerate Your Mojo book, which has seven steps to it. Um, and what it tries to get us to do is see how, uh, even sitting here talking to you, there's a non-physical aspect of you. There's a non-physical aspect of me, um, even though we're very physical. And those two things are in relationship to each other. And so we can use it to make our own physical experience more enjoyable, um, not so frustrating, you know, because the physical experience can be very frustrating when things aren't going the way you think they're supposed to go. Um, so that's kind of how I ended up doing what I'm doing. <clears throat> That's awesome. That what you're describing is exactly what we talk about in terms of discovering your unique superpowers. And it really is all of that. You know, people come to us all the time like, I want to know my superpowers. It's like, great. We can easily help you identify predisposed superpowers, but those are abilities. What you're talking about is really that melding together of all of it, like the abilities, the experience, the knowledge, the get, like all of it into this, you know, really cool thing that is you, you know, and, and your work here. And, and so I love how you described it in such a natural kind of, you know, I think retrospect is always easier to, to, to see the, the, the path. And sometimes we can view that path as we're in the midst of it. Um, but I love the, the description that you just provided. So, so thank you for that. It really gives testament to it's, you know, there's no magic pill. Like, like you, you really, the, the way that you came about that was, doing all of that and, and, and being a witness to it, right? I mean, you could easily have had that experience with your mom and, and been immersed in it and not been a witness to it or not called on that later and said, oh, that was, that was a thing. Like that was something that occurred there that was, that was different. Yeah. Um, and, and what, do you, what do you attribute your, you know, how do you kind of reconcile your ability to do that where, where others may not have the ability to do that? Well, there's a couple of different points that I have made my own truth over the the last five years as I've been going through this process. I think before I started this, I looked to, <clears throat> I, was a, I was enmeshed in the idea that there was a pinnacle point I was supposed to get to. It felt like it was always off in the distance. And if I get here, then I'll be happy and then I'll have all my stuff and then I'll get accolades and I'll be great <clears throat> versus a perspective of um, understanding the benefit of experiential which is really everything we're doing. Like I was just talking to a woman yesterday and she made the comment that she constantly has the sensation of like, okay, when am I going to get onto the you know, train track of my life? When am I going to get there? Which is one perspective, which causes angst with a lot of people because it's sort of like constantly out of reach versus understanding that this is my life. Like the train didn't leave me at the station. This is my life and there's benefit in it. And knowing that 
when I come to the end, like my mom did and pass on, what I'm really going to be understanding, it's, it's in the daily living of it that was the real learning. There's never a pinnacle point where we're going to get to. <clears throat> but we tend to have this appreciation for this point of like, if I get this goal or I, I get this or I get that or I have this much money, or that, then I'll be happy. And there's a constant, you know, unhappiness in just being who you are and doing what you're doing versus knowing that having this conversation with you today, for example, is me on my path? Is it, you know, am I on a stage getting accolades from, you know, 5,000 people? No. But to me, the value of it is the same. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there is no one is better than the other. It's mm, equal, yeah. which makes me feel good and know I'm on the path. Yeah, absolutely. I want I, I think that that's a really great point that you bring up. I want to expand on that. But before we do, I want to take a quick break. Where can people go to find out more about you? My website has all the information, which is www.living, L-I-V-I-N-G, 360coachingwithac.com. Awesome. Well, we're talking today with Allison Sutter, and we're talking about the power of intuition. So stick with us because when we come back, we're going to have a dialogue around um, some of the stuff Allison just brought up around that feeling of needing to get there and, and, and really see if we can unfold that. We'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Superpower Up podcast. We're talking today with Allison Sutter about the power of intuition. Prior to the break, Allison, you, you were talking about this this almost compulsion that people have of like, getting there, getting there, and, and then the, the realization of the experience of it. And, and I love what you were talking about. I had a very, very similar experience, and, and, and I have a bit of a twist on it from the perspective of that compelling like, desire to get somewhere. I often equated to, you know, initially it was finding the perfect job, then it was building a business and, and building a family, whatever the case may be. It was always this something in the, in the physical realm that I was equating it to, and um, I've, I've watched clients who, who've had similar experiences. And I do think that there's a component of being um, aware that there's some frequency, some vibration, something that we did agree to um, move toward in this lifetime. And, and the way that we talk about it is this particular frequency that, that we agreed to get to. And that's where we start to build. And what I've seen in, in my practice, and I'd love to hear your perspective on it, is that until people get there, they literally cannot kind of relax into the experience. They may, they may enjoy certain experiences or they may tide them over for a minute, but it's always this like urging. I call it the big kahuna, this wave, this energetic wave that, that everything we, we package everything together to get on top of it. And people describe it as once they get there, it's like this, oh, okay, cool. Now I can build here. 
But prior to that point, I know at least in my experience, there was no way I was going to be able to talk myself into being satisfied prior to that point. Um, do you, I mean, is that, does that resonate with what you're seeing or is it completely different? What are your thoughts on that? My experience has been similar, but here's an idea I'd like to throw out there because one of the things that I was looking into was the concept of we create our own reality. And so if you imagine that the consciousness is a you decides to create in this physical experience, decides to be born and come in, um, with a clean slate, meaning there's absolutely nothing on it. Even the idea that we have some kind of predisposed or pre-existing um, pre, uh, idea of what this lifetime is going to be like. Um, you know, to a certain degree, I think we develop these beliefs as a, as a group um, and then they end up manifesting themselves. Or it could be um, that some people have a different um, reasoning for this experience because the way I look at it is every lifetime, every me, Allison today is a particular lifetime. Um, and maybe I decided I wanted something uh, particular to happen before. Uh, maybe I didn't. Um, it seems to be that I did because I'm experiencing this sort of uh, large aha moment of being able to connect spirituality with practical stuff. Um, you know, but it could be that others haven't decided to do that. I mean, because when I think about what we do as creators, it's really infinite. And so I try not to do any pigeonholing, even in the spiritual realm. Like it's, it can be a clean slate and a person. So we talked, we talked a little bit about the, t going into intuitive guidance and then what I, this sort of fits in here, because I think in at least my definition of the way I have it so far is that intuitive guidance is um, a conversation between you and this consciousness or this soul or the spirituality this non-physical energy that is you that is active right now. So you've got non-physical and physical and they're having a conversation. And the way humans have decided to define that is this word called intuition. And so this non-physical aspect of you goes, you know, there's all these ideas that you um, have generated. Let me converse with you through emotion. And it's and it, usually intuitive guidance feels like that's a great idea. I really like that. It's fun. You're curious about it. You could be passionate. There are all these sort of feel-good, positive emotions, and your your source energy is going. Hey, you know what? You want to write that book? I'm going to give you an idea, and it's going to feel really good. And that sensation of feeling really good is your clue that that's your intuition, which is actually just the conversation we're having, showing you to go this way. So, if a person has an idea that you know trying to find this superpower. Um, is something they want to do, their intuition will begin to converse with them and they'll guide them along the path through, you know, curiosity, interest, you know, where you just go, that's a really great, I love that idea, you know, that kind of stuff. So where do you think those ideas come from? I think they just come from the imagination. You know, I think that either they come from, so the non-physical aspect of us, the way I see it, um, gives us vibrations and we translate those vibrations into things we call ideas. They could be pictorial. It could be linguistic. Um, it could be a sensation. We translate vibration the same way a radio station translates a vibration. And, you know, it, the same way we're translating a vibration, right? We're on Zoom. We're talking. It's translating that um, sound into a, a form of communication for your audience. Um, that's kind of the way I think it works. I could be wrong, though. 
<laughs> I love it. Yeah, and, and, and I love what you're talking about, about we do create our reality. You know, at Superpower Experts, we talk a lot about, you know, the, the constant, you know, my journey was around identifying, you know, so who's the observer? You know, what, what are we if, if everything can be identified? And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of came up with my own theories around imagination a long time ago. And I tend to operate in more of the multidimensional sector of things. And for for that way of living, you know, the theories do have a little bit of a different slant. Um, but but I think there's enough synergy in what we're saying to to look at the common threads. And I, you know, and and I like that perspective. It, it you know, we we tend to take a little bit more of a I don't know overarching kind of uh, divine guidance, if you will, of some sort of something, whether it's um, our higher selves, um, God, the, the universe, or so, something that is is playing at that, and we use intuition as the tool that allows us to commune with that. So I like the idea of, of, of what you're talking about about having the the physical self or the human self dialoguing with this this other element, and I've often had that experience. So as people are listening to the show and saying, okay, obviously there, there's a lot of room for, for creation. And I know that that moves people into paralysis because it, it seems so vast. Like if, if we can approach it from any direction and really truly do anything, then how do we choose? So how do you help people when they're facing that sort of a conundrum? I said, don't start there because it's too big. It's like too much of a heavy idea to carry. I say, start small. I say, get used to hearing your intuitive guidance, which again, in, in this conversation to me, f- feels like um, a conversation with your non-physical higher self that feels like good ideas. So start with your sock drawer and go, do I feel more inspired or do I feel better about wearing blue socks or brown socks? And get used to the sensation because it's very subtle. Um, of deciding which is the inspired action you can take. And inspired action means to me in alignment with this intuitive guidance, because to me, it's like source energies on the mountain, you know, trying to guide you along the most accelerated path to get to the experience that you want. You're on the path down below and you can't really see. And so having guidance helps. It helps feel, excuse me, it helps us feel secure. It helps us feel like even when things aren't going right, we're at least going in the right direction. So um, I would say don't start big. Don't start with your biggest issue. Like if you're like, oh, I have no idea, then start with the little things. Start with, you know, um, do I have coffee or tea? And I know people don't want to do that because it feels like you're not getting anywhere, but you got to just back up. You know, when you started in kindergarten, nobody threw a book in front of you and said, read it. They said, this is letter A. A says, ah, let's do that 50 times. Here's letter B. B says, book, let's do that 50 times. Like you weren't in a rush. So let's just practice it being <laughs> a letter recognition, socks, sandwiches, uh, left or right, you know, just, just relax. You'll I get love it. There, right. I love it. Let's start with socks. socks. <laughs> you know, people want to do these really major renovations and I'm like, oh. you know what? it's too much. It causes too much angst and strife and anger. And fr- it's like, just stop. Just, oh, you're so funny. I, I, I love, I love it. And I can see who you attract and who you can really work with. I'm absolutely the eat the whole elephant type of gal. Like it, it bores me to tears to start at socks. And so I actually, I think I, I, I started, you know, eating the whole elephant and I worked my way back to, to maybe, you know, taking the first bite. So it's, 
Um, I love the different perspectives and, and, you know, you know, folks, if you're listening to this and, and, and what Alice is saying resonates, if you know that when you, you know, you, maybe you get that intuitive hit, like, Oh, I'm going to change the world. And it's great. But, but the idea of that paralyzes you, then, then really listen to what she's saying, step back, say, okay, what can I do right now? And recognize that those add up, you know, they, 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 add into this kind of cumulative picture. And the next thing you know, you are changing the world, but you're doing it in a way that's comfortable for you, which, you know, I think we can really pull out of this conversation. You and I are very different in our approaches, but we do very similar work and it's beautiful and allowing for that and giving people the opportunity to find what resonates with them. Um, and, and folks, you may not have seen it yet. You may pull a little bit from what Alice is saying, a little bit from what I'm saying, a little bit from this person and, and kind of tie it all together. I think both Alice and I are, are walking, breathing testaments to the fact that you can do it your way. And a lot of times, uh, maybe, dare we say, you have to do it your way. You know, you well, can't really do it someone else's say. way. I was going to say, my work is all about taking the label expert and throwing it in the trash. What I want to do is say, you're the expert. And so we, giving people their... So that's actually the first step in, in claiming your superpower is taking your own power back and saying, I'm going to do it the way it feels the best to me, which is probably an amalgamation of all these different people. You know, I'll listen to this, I'll take this, I'll take that, I'll do that. And you'll know because it'll either feel good or it'll feel worse. You know, it's like the, the, I think the, the biggest movement you can make is following the things that feel better and stop listening to the neighbor who's telling you you're crazy. <laughs> I love it. Right? That was really the vision behind Superpower Experts to begin with was the concept that we are all our own experts and keeping in mind that there are certain phases where that makes us really uncomfortable. You know, we want to be able to, you know, I, I say, you know, kind of curl up on someone's lap and, 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 and let them hold us for a second while Absolutely. we relax into them being the expert. And so I do think that, you know, there, there's room for all of that. And, you know, our big caution is making sure that it resonates with you and, and that you're being supported in the way that feels good to you. I do, I do think we can go the other direction and abdicate our power into somebody who, you know, we, we want to look at as the expert and kind of view as our savior in that capacity. And I think what Allison's saying is spot on. Like you, you may be able to pull bits and pieces, but you can't do what they've done. You can't be them. They, they are them. We don't, we don't need another them. We need you. And um, it's such a beautiful journey to go through with yourself. Um, Allison, thank you so much for being on the show. Let's remind folks where they can find out more about you. Yep. And my website has all the information and they can um, access a free class. The first, uh, we go over the first step of um, the seven steps to accelerating mojo. Um, it's on my website, which is www.living360coaching, C as in coaching.com. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your your information and, and for all the work you're doing out in the world. I, I just I get a kick out of you. I think it's awesome and I love what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Thank you for listening. Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.